What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Geek Domination Podcast. I'm Zane Coppage. With me this week is Anthony Tyson. Uh, hi. Uh, give me a second. I'm going to think of a Star Wars name in two seconds. Okay, okay. And then uh, Marcus Lucas over here. What's up? Thane Kyrell. Okay. Okay. There you go. Okay, there you go. Uh, today is November 22nd, 2015, and we're back with another podcast. Yay! Uh, we're revising a little bit of the format today. Yeah. Well, and going forward for a while. Yeah, changing things up. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. going to do a bit of a shorter cast for you guys. Uh, keep a little it, more concise. Yeah, keep it to the point. Keep it concise. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're still going to get Less your, tangents, so... You know. You're going to get everything I mean, that you need. you might still have quite still. a bit of tangents, but <laughs> yeah. it'll be under more control. <laughs> they might not... Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll a little bit better be control there. on those tangents. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get started. We have, uh, first up, just a little bit of a rounds. So we can talk about what we've been up to this week. Like, I've been around fallout 4 this whole week yeah i think it's gonna like come into our topic yeah really like, well. each three of us have like spent time with mainly one of the big three games yes, releasing this absolutely. month yeah you did battlefront yeah and marcus you kind of had some time with uh, black ops black ops 3 and i'm probably gonna pick that one up sometime soon you better because right. i just bought it I know. <laughs> um for the playstation i might add yeah yeah oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. nice pre-investing wow yeah okay um but yeah so like we've been doing that stuff uh to touch on the other stuff i've been up to though um, I finished, uh, I found out a great functionality with the Marvel Unlimited app this past week Ooh. and have been delving hard into it. The fact that you can just pull up based on specific different things. So like one thing, let me just go like backtrack. So first up, you can do it by series. You can do it by characters, creators. Creators is cool cause you can just pull up a single artist or a single writer and That's see the body of work. That what I've been stuck cool. on is uh, the comic events. So you, what you do is you go down and you can go through it. And the one that I was doing last week was the entire Spider-Verse storyline. What's nice is rather than having to find those series inside of all the other series that they run in, because the way events run is usually some sort of lead-up book, then it bounces back and forth between two or three series that feature that character. Right, yeah. And also releases its own main series for that run. So what's nice is that this comic event uh, portion throws them all together. So you don't. Oh, have dude, to. that's nice. Yeah. So it's like all in one place, and it's it's listed, so you know kind of. So like you just what's go up. to the next one. That's really cool so, for like new people who don't really understand how these ex- things work. Yeah, for real. It's hard yeah. to hunt them all down. You usually that's have nice. to get one of those cards from the front desk by the the checkout, and they're a card that lists like a checklist of every issue for the next like six months they have to pick up to finish this storyline. So that's super nice that on six month old series I can, or older that I can easily just jump on and start reading. So I'll finish that up. Um, I'm now reading a series from 2005 called other evolve or die. And it's about Spider-Man and how his powers had to evolve. And it was kind of actually the precursor to spider verse because it's the second time he encounters Morlun, who's one of the main villains throughout spider verse. All right. What's he do? Uh, life force of vampire. Yeah. Uh, his family is a, a family of uh, immortal <laughs> life force vampires. They they eat on animal totems is what uh, their thing is, and so the spiders across all of reality they have the most life force. And so in every universe, there's a spider totem, some version of Spider Man, Spider Girl, what have you. Okay. And huh. they basically jump through realities killing them off and so then the spiders start to realize like so, what's going on so it's kind of like jet lee's the one a lot <laughs> like jet lee's the one but it's not being divided up amongst the remaining interesting okay that would be cool, cool. though it, it kind of turns more into like one. a uh, an underground war kind of thing 
is what happens because then you wind up seeing like a ton of these spider characters from different realities they brought in the spider-man from the 1977 uh japanese tv show with the giant robot oh he was in there okay i remember that one Oh my god! They brought in just a ton of <laughs> that escalated cameo quickly. characters, the manga That's characters, great. like everything, <laughs> and they all played a part. And it was really cool to oh, see how that sweet. played out. Yeah, it's I cool. highly recommend that series. It was fun. If I ever pick up the Unlimited Apple, I'll check it's that out. It's definitely a good one. Um, yeah. Beyond that, though, not a whole lot. Just keeping up on Flash and Arrow. Yeah, this week was intense for Flash. Uh, you guys, no, no, this yeah, because this week was Grodd. Yeah, I heard that everyone's really cool. loving Grodd right now. Yeah, they loving sent him back God. to Earth 2, and he now is the king of uh, Ape City. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. really cool. That's nice. Um, Winning. But yeah, that's been really awesome. Uh, I have yet to watch Arrow myself this week. That's just, There's one show that I kind of just always wait and wait because I kind of don't want to watch it, but I know I have to to fill in some of the gaps, especially as... The crossover oh. episode, yeah, inches closer and closer. That's fair. I don't know. It's weird. My week has actually been surprisingly similar on the show front too. Yeah, I have watched Jessica Jones. I started watching that today. Yeah, it's that's that's a fun show. That is a fantastic that is series. A so far. gritty, like almost detective noir. It's so noir, and I love it. I was paying so yeah. much attention to the music. Yeah, oh and my god, the that vibraphone cues and everything. You're the like, vibraphone throughout like the little little scenes when she's doing her PI stuff silently yeah, like in the background. Those are good too. Oh you'll get god. these vibraphone just like like chilling yeah. little notes echoing through the scene yeah, and man, it's, it's just so they noir. nail that like atmospheric like mm-hmm. you know tension that noir really goes And you can tell for. like it's in the same part of the city as Daredevil's oh, yeah. films so like that really does kind of make you feel like yep this is just a story from down the street instead. Yeah, it's like it's set in like that New York setting and mm. I I love that. I love that so much. So I really love Jessica Jones. Um great characters uh, yep. for the most part. Some of the dialogue is kind of hit or miss for me occasionally, occasionally. but for the most part it's real good. Yeah. Um, David Tennant's killing it. Like we only, oh I only God, just got David to the introduction. Tennant. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And friggin' Jeez, he chilling. is good. He is chilling. Man, he needs he needs some more roles after after this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm betting they'll try and bring him into the Marvel movie yeah, universe after what's, this. What'll be interesting is one that of the few good hero or villains. That class of villain, Kingpin, Kilgrave, which Kilgrave's real oh villain God. name, just so you guys know for future reference, because they'll probably have him take on that role later I'm is sure. purple man yeah because well, somehow with his abilities set yeah he can function amongst like bigger superheroes oh I absolutely think. he he winds up being a well he's on par with kingpin they wind up being cool. leaders of mobs essentially love it um if they wind up going the route with what they want to do with the defenders on netflix as a feature series of like five out you know two hour long episodes or something like that kind of like band of brothers They'll probably have him featured with Kingpin kind of as like a, a syndicate of some sort. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm down sure for that. we'll get something along those lines. Because, man, like, the guy who did uh, Kingpin was great. Oh, and dude, right? with David Tennant, oh, my God, I would He's watch chilling. every the single way he scene. Just is like, it's fine. But be in the, be in the later closet. on, oh, later sure. on, you get like this weird kind of sweet charismatic side, and then he Good. starts becoming like a Loki type character. Yeah. Well, he's, where it's he like a you hate him. But yeah. he's he also kind of oddly him. charming. Yeah, he he's oddly charming. was too by the end of his run. His was a this weird like 
you wanted to feel for the guy because he did want the best for the city. It's but just then every he's time a you criminal. T- yeah, every See, time you turn around, it's like, oh you're yeah, a it, little little less on like you know the good side. Yeah, more of just like the the twisted charismatic villain. Like yeah. he's a straight up villain, but oh, he's yeah. just charisma. Well, and he has, he just has those those nice subtle moments with oh, as Kingpin, just of like that higher class, that higher like he has yeah. class. But then you can tell, like, he can easily just start throwing you around. See, and that would be great because then if, like, if King could, Kingpin could kind of try and manipulate David Tennant mm-hmm. into doing, quote-unquote, right things, it'd yeah. be interesting. Be It'll cool. be interesting to see how those two grow because they both, so far, have not been given their comic book titles. Which I like. I like that that's a thing, but I also would, will enjoy once the the masses essentially label them and then they... they own it you know well and i love that that's how it's gonna wind up happening yeah i I love that because that's kind of how they they even did it back from like the original iron man movie Mm -hmm. you know he didn't label himself iron man until like that newspaper came out yeah he's like i am iron man i am yeah (laughs) well and that's how i like with this what's nice is like daredevil named himself daredevil after the newspaper said it and he's like yep that's that's me yeah i'm I'm down with it it's really cool great series check it out um Um, the other thing that i've been watching is master of none Aziz and Sari's oh, okay. new comedy series. Yeah, yeah. That is really good. Is it, it is funny I'm and often it's really charming. By Aziz, so. Oh, okay. So maybe you'll like it. It's totally Aziz. Yeah. But I like Aziz. Okay. Yeah, there's been a lot of times where I wind up getting annoyed with the guy. He's very hit or miss. Okay. I, I, I love Aziz's work. So for mm. me, I'm 30 really minutes or less was. Oh, hilarious. that was good. Yeah, and he was he was really just, great. Stand up is oh my god, dude! <laughs> <hit me. laughs> the, okay. be, the, be, the best part about that movie though is is Aziz. Whenever the the main character guy tells him that he's already slept with his sister, he's like, "Wait, <laughs> you deflowered my sister, and I know all the details." <laughs> you you have so many of those moments in Master of None, okay. and the great thing about it is. I think Aziz is a much better writer than he is like stand-up comedian. Okay. So when he's put into a show setting, it's kind of like he that. He can create the situation. Yeah, it's that Parks comedy. and Rec effect okay. where he plays this charming character that's kind of annoying, but you really want to root for him. And that's how he is in Master of None, and he's oh, nice. hilarious. Okay. All right. So cool. check it out. Marcus, you've been reading? Uh, reading, watching. Yep. Yeah. I just... Any new stuff people should be checking out um, on the anime front? Ooh. Uh, well, we, we've gotten some new episodes for Ruby, which is pretty cool. Um, I think yep. it just updated again yesterday or yeah, two days ago, like that. two days ago, I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Friday because today is Sunday. Cool. Right. Um, it means by next summer, we'll see the, the series on Netflix as season three. I still have I to try out that series. It's good. It's, it's it, it is good. the The art style. There's a little, some lulls in there sometimes. The art style's a little wonky. I I I like that like kind of like it's really cartoony. Uh, yeah, it's self shaded CG like anime. It, but, yeah, but it the the, the storyline is pretty good. Um, it does have some lulls. You yeah, have to suffer through a little bit of awkward writing. Not bad, just. Like they didn't quite know what they should have done for certain portions. Like oh, small and portions. then they can it kind of came up with that idea to like relate it together later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Some, it's just the weird like awkward connections between certain mm-hmm. sets of scenes. That okay. Are like you just didn't write the dialogue very well in there somehow. Like it just came off weird. But then um, season two hits really well. Season two was 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 a lot was better than season one. Season yeah. So far, yeah. It because like I watched season one on Netflix, you get them all bundled. Like, like a movie, essentially. It's yeah, like two it's and a like, half hours. Yeah, it's you just get all the episodes all wrapped in one. Remember how uh, Red vs. Blue released on Netflix? Yeah, that was, and then, it was yeah, it was five like all tied, episodes. Yeah, it was all tied together. That's how Ruby's it. Yeah, is. okay. Yeah, cool. that's so how it goes. Two is season two. Okay. Right but on. yeah, um, 
other than that, I, I've actually been watching Netflix a lot more. Uh, mm. I caught up on Arrow and Flash. Yep, yep. Um, Did you hate season three? I didn't care for it, but I didn't hate it. Everybody keeps hating on it. And it's like, Did you hate Felicity at least? I, that's yeah, the of thing. course. That's Everybody the hates thing. Felicity. Why? I know Why is she one, a thing? <laughs> I know of one person who doesn't hate Felicity. Oddly enough, it's my cousin Mason. Okay. Weird. I don't get it. Okay. I mean, she's hot, but at the same time, she's she's supposed to be the super smart person. And then she's so irrational, "Mm." like 99% of the time. Exactly. It's funny. Like, Mason actually kind of admits that in why he likes her so much. I hate to admit it, but I think he does kind of view her more as, like, you know, the boobs of the show. It's fine. For better or for worse. That's what she was designed to be. Uh, uh, The geeky boobs. But it's like for us, you know, who get into writing and everything, it's like... Yeah, that's annoying. She's just an irrational do character. That. Like she just she yeah. for a character that was set up so rationally in season one and season two, season three she's completely irrational, Ugh. and it just it breaks her character so bad, and then it returns and drips like you know there was what? an episode in season four that was only, like that. Well, and and going on that, Mason's mm-hmm. only through half of season three, so maybe. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's immediately after the, the mid season premiere. Yeah, that okay. she just tanks. I'll be interested to see how he thinks yeah, later He's on. probably going to hate her because all she does is whine and cry and hate on everybody. <laughs> but yeah, other than so. that, I, I've watched uh, the second season of The 100 hit, hit Netflix. That? It's yeah. so far. Because Andrew was talking about that one too. It's it's weird. It is, it? is really weird. Yeah. Um, cool. What's so, it about? What is this thing? Okay, so 100, uh, the first season you, you, you find out about, okay, so there was like a nuclear war, okay? There's an impending doom for the humanity, mm-hmm. so they put like 3,000 people on the Ark, which was a space station. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, I see. And it was various countries, but eventually after they all went out in space and were in orbit, they all combined and made the Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, 100 years later, uh, they send uh, 100 inmates down. So they basically put all their troubled kids oh, onto a okay. ship and drop them back down to Earth to see if it's survivable. <laughs> because yeah, no, pro, guinea no pigs, research yeah, probes, guinea pigs just and everything. people. Yeah, um, you know, because the, the problem was is that the Ark was running out of oxygen. Their uh, CO2 mm-hmm. um, scrubbers. scrubbers, yeah, were, were failing. Yep. You know, after 100 years of floating in space without more supplies, you know, what are you going to do? going to happen. Um, yep. But yeah, so they drop the hundred down, and the hundred find out that you know they're not the only ones down there. Um, something goes wrong on their initial drop, so they don't land close to the mountain that they were supposed to get to. Because back in the day, they knew that this mountain was supposed to be a safe area that mm-hmm. no one made it to. So but somebody made it to it. Oh, a lot of people did because that's what you find out in season two. Oh, turns okay. out, yeah. Um, so. In in the season one, you see uh, one of the grounders, is what they call them, the people who have survived on the ground. They're ridiculously resistant to radiation. But so are the people in space, because solar radiation, they don't have the atmosphere to save them. Okay. So they never realize that they, through 100 years, have become desensitized to radiation to a pretty huge extent. Hmm. but yeah, so the grounders, they, they meet up with one of them. They, they find his little journal, and he draws stuff. You know, He can communicate in English, but only you know, roughly. Um, but yeah, so he draws stuff like maps and stuff like that yeah. in his little book. Well, then you see this one creature that you know looks like it's a swamp monster. Well, you find out that that is active camouflage. Like, okay. That's what it was. Yep. They didn't know how to describe it because they have bows, arrows, and swords. 
because they kind of regressed a little bit. Well, yeah, because uh, they had no technology. Uh, this is this is really interesting then. So it's kind of like it's like a fallout effect, but you know, it's it's more of reverse in the fact Death that Claws like they don't. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> there I, you I like go. the idea of this. Yeah, like and that. so in season two, like right at the end of season one. All of a sudden, the the grounders they're at war with the one hundred, and the one hundred are pushing them back because they found a, a an underground bunker and they found weapons. So mm. they find these weapons, they're holding them back. But then there's like four hundred of them yeah. against you know less than a hundred now because they released a toxin. Like one of the people, they they ostracized him because he was you know super douche. Well, the grounders found him, infected him with a disease, and then sent him back. <laughs> oh, lovely! <laughs> like, like chemical warfare, yeah, hardcore. Jeez. Um, so, you know, it's, I would say roughly 80 people now, like 20 people since they landed died. Mm. Um, but yeah, so basically, um, they're at this war, right? And so they activate the fuel in the drop pod that was still there and all the people get inside and they activate it as the grounders are coming to them and literally roast them. Nice. Because, oh, the, you know, yep. but then it's, one of the grounders, gross. one of the grounders is like, oh, my God, you brought, you know, something worse than anything you could ever think yeah. of. It was the mountain man. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you see the camouflage person come in like and then you're like, oh, shit, there's some kind of monster. And then he throws a smoke grenade and puts everybody to sleep. Hmm. Huh. And you're like, you see the lasers from the guns and you're like, this ain't no monster. This is a real person. So, yeah, you find out in season two that these were the people who actually made it to the bunker. But they had stayed in the bunker for so long, they are completely sensitive. Like, they're way more sensitive to radiation. The solar radiation alone, hitting the sunlight, will literally melt their skin. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they've been in, they've been in a, a bunker for 100 years, and, you know. Okay. That's what's going to happen. Oh, interesting. Damn. Yeah, it's a pretty good out. show. So, check that one out. Um, so, yeah, with that, I guess let's uh, go and get started with news. Let's do it. So we we've changed up news too now to uh, alleviate some of the the crap. Uh, you can find <laughs> yeah, you can uh, find well, it. You we can, we'll you still get the full doc. Yeah, the full doc is up on the site. Um, but well, if we some... if we hit every point, you know, we're just here forever, and you yeah. know, it some, will. Be. Sometimes so let's keep it concise. So. And, yeah, five main talking points. Uh, usually, the biggest stuff from the week that we found were like really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one that I chose was from gaming, and it's uh, the Destiny has now updated with, or will be updating in December with new exotics, and that's just there's a couple new ones, an, uh, yeah, there's and a then there's ones year two versions, revamped year twos. Um, basically, it's just a confirmation on what they said of the fact that throughout we'll the year, to drip feed more content throughout the year. Makes sense. So yeah, I'm, I'm assuming also with this, we're also going to see some uh, data miners find some other stuff apart from just the items. I have a feeling we might find some new missions or some missions might be updated to have their special heroic versions. Yeah, because I would That's I would definitely like I for the think. new stuff to not be um, to not be like the exotic quest lines anymore because because mm-hmm. those you know you're kind of grinding them out, which is okay, but. I liked the difficulty of getting Black Spindle. Like, it sucked. Don't get me wrong. It oh, sucked. Yeah. But that was one and done. Yeah, I gave yeah. up on that one. <laughs> that one's nice because it's just a one and doneer. But, so that was cool. but it takes you a bit. You got to learn what you got to do. You can do. also get a special ship. Yeah, I saw it's got got I've done rarer, it three times. Now. It's a yeah, much rarer I've, uh, drop rate. I, one, of, one of my friends, I think, has that one. Yeah. Uh, dude named Josh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's just one, one of those things. It's kind of cool. Um, I also think they'll end up updating uh, some of the other strikes that are not currently in the Vanguard to be in the vanguard because 
people have data mined and found, or not even data mined, like you can find it on the armory section of Bungie's site that there's stuff in there that isn't active. Uh, one of which that I found was a helmet for hunters that looks similar to the front of a ogre head, just in that weird scab, white blue. Husk that sounds cool. Stuff. But uh, the heavy speculation is since it's legendary that it's probably for Fogoth's special uh, strike, and that that's mm -hmm. the Vanguard yeah. playlist. Yeah. Okay, that so, makes sense though. You know, it's just a good sign that we might be seeing that kind of stuff update and upload. So. That's cool. Uh, next up, I believe you and I chose this one for yeah. our love of Blade Runner. Oh, my God. Blade Runner is one of the best movies I think Ridley Scott has ever done. Sci-fi noir. His, yeah, it's, it's totally sci-fi noir. It's very atmospheric. Mm -hmm. Great movie. Check it out if you haven't seen it. But it's been confirmed that as they're doing a second movie yep. coming up, and I want to say 2017. Yeah, um, 2017 I might think so. be release or film i can't remember which but it's coming yeah. out within a year of that right and it's confirmed now because the floating rumor has been ryan gosling would be playing a yeah. role there was in the rumors movie. tossed around that it was going to be any one of the big names we know of for other films you know between uh oh why am i blanking on his name fuck it i blinked um <laughs> skip that guy but uh no like um uh chris Chris Pine? No. Well, I've heard he was Chris Hemsworth, he was but not Hemsworth, the the one for Guardians. Pratt. Chris Thank Pratt? You. Pratt was one that was on the table for a little bit. Um, the, so many Chris's Yeah, now. I know, right? And then I know that Pine was also talked about at one point amongst the rumor mill. Um, yeah. Bradley Cooper at one point. That was one I couldn't remember. Uh, Bradley Cooper That's was, right. was Bradley mentioned Cooper for a while was, there, was too. was looking at it. So it's just good to see that someone... Has finally been confirmed. Well, and Gosling's great for these roles. Literally, yes. he plays yes. similar roles like this in every one of his really good movies. So, I'm down for it. Yep, I'm stoked. Gosling. Well, especially the fact that we'll see Gosling in a sci-fi role finally. Yeah. Because he hasn't Instead really of, done that you yet. Know, Thriller or well, romance. <laughs> and because of the setting of of Blade Runner, it's the perfect transition. It for is. Him. It's a natural one. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Next, my up, namesake, George Lucas. George Lucas. <laughs> um, yeah, he revealed this week. Uh, isn't this also going to be on a featurette of some kind? I felt I thought that's what I read somewhere. It was it was an interview that okay. that it did. It'll probably end up in some kind of special features probably. thing later on. Um, but he revealed why he decided to sell uh, Star Wars to Disney, um, largely because it grew beyond him and well, it was a mixture also, of that and yeah, it was also more of too not only just the selling of it to mm -hmm. Disney, but he also revealed why after Disney did acquire it that he really stepped off and oh yeah, he just completely like he well remember when we remember when we reported or when we were talking about originally um, when we, you know I way back when it happened uh, or not long after anyways was that um, he was supposed to be still an advisor of sorts, but he's yeah. completely removed himself. Exactly. Yeah, he was gonna try and still create storyboard concepts and advise yeah, and a little bit of the art Abrams' and, team and yeah. Kasdan and Kennedy going forward. Now it's really Kennedy and Abrams have taken it and yep. made it their own thing. Um, mainly, mainly Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy's in charge of everything. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm glad that George Lucas explained it, and it makes a lot of sense. I just thought it was funny. He's a passionate person. Yes, but the, it's funny that nowadays, especially like considering this interview happened this week. Yeah. Uh, that he views Star Wars as a soap opera in space. It makes and sense. Now, like, oh, it absolutely makes sense, and that, that's why there's so much family drama in all the films. 
It's because he always saw it as a soap opera in space, yeah. which is just ridiculous. We, we, and it's so funny because most people don't even think of it like that. They Not think even. of it as like a space western, almost. A, a space samurai yeah. western. And it's funny that like yeah. it's gotta the get exact... Back, yeah. back to the past samurai jet anime. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, George Lucas is George Lucas, and uh, he's going to be making money for quite some time, so he's probably happy. Oh, yeah, and he's, he gets all, he gets a ton of royalties still to this day. Oh, my God. He's got yeah, more money than he owns. So yeah, much even, money. Yeah, even if he's... Even more if money he sells, than he knows what to do with. <laughs> even if he sells off, you know, just, just the rights of the movies, like the merchandise and stuff that he can still get the royalties off of from, yeah, from his the and his first family, six. Yeah, he I and mean, his family are set. Forever. Beyond yeah. set. Yeah. Forever. Um, two more pieces of news that we'll touch on real quick. is One is uh, Peter Jackson admits that he winged The Hobbit. This was so funny to me when I saw that headline. Oh, yeah. It's obvious. It makes sense. It's pretty it's obvious. so it's, obvious. Yeah, we all knew something was, like, up with these movies. Yeah, that there wasn't really, like, a clearly defined goal with them in any real way. Yeah, yeah especially I mean, with the additions of the love story that he introduced there oh that my was God. nowhere in the books. No, Just to add anywhere. exposition and stuff to put because on. Because there wasn't enough in the appendices yeah. to add. Well, and the funniest point from this, and if you want more details, read the interview. It's very yes, revealing. It's really I recommend cool. it for everyone. But the biggest thing that I found out from it was that... They filmed the battle sequence like before the actual film took place. And because there was no story context for any of the actors, the actors were just going about just winging this shit. They had no idea of what they were doing. Like, honestly, even he admits it. And I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense with like the faces and like, oh, my God, what's that? No one knows. (laughs) No, and you really idea. don't, because in that particular instance, you're looking at a green screen, so you have no idea what the hell well, is going and on. At the time With that they did this, the and... second movie hadn't even they haven't even done anything for the second movie, yep. so they really it was a leap. it was so far back. Yeah, yeah. it it was it was disappointing to to be completely honest, because there was so much they could have done instead of spend you know three hours on one chapter of the book. No, of course. Oh, absolutely. That's that's the big. Well, I mean, that's the biggest complaint about those films in general. So, all right. Last piece is something that's just kind of cool coming from Marvel. Is that uh, they've announced a Mockingbird series. Now, then, this needs to come with two prefaces. One, this is coming off tail end of announcement from a couple weeks back that ABC is going to be adding to their Agents of Shield uh, lineup and Agents Agent Carter lineup that they're going to do a Mockingbird series as well. Makes sense. Centering solely around her character. Um. With that being said, the only prior series of that dedicated just to Mockingbird not having her just in another series, it was a short five issue run from like two thousand five or something like that, that uh, was just about Mockingbird. And beyond that, she's always been partnered with someone or present as a secondary character. So this is just big for the character also. That they're right. pushing her. And don't confuse Mockingbird with the other big franchise that's releasing this week, Mocking Jay. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Yes, excellent. But yeah, just some preface. Uh, the character of Mockingbird, that's her code name for uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who uh, pretty much is Marvel's version of Nightwing. Um, she has the same, the same kind of sticks. They have also electrical properties. They also combine to a staff just a like... A baton? Mm-hmm. Baton. What did he call it? What are they called in uh, Injustice? Cal... Cali sticks or something like that. Yeah, I think Cali yes. sticks is what they call them. That's ballistics. The, yeah, something like that. Um, ballistics. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, so it'll be really cool. Uh, Bobby Morris is going to be showing up 
next year so just look for that it'll be a solo series i imagine if it does well it'll go beyond the year otherwise if it doesn't sell very well it'll be ending at the end of 2016 as well right but yeah it'll be cool um and that'll do for our news section yeah so that's it for news. <laughs> that's all folks <laughs> so um, topic absolutely wow so three games released this last month yeah it's the holiday season yeah, it's um, that gaming time of year. Yeah, it's that time when people are getting it's more. It's the most They have to work wonderful. more, but then they also get more time off yeah. in most cases. So, yeah, let's go on and discuss <laughs> yeah, this. It's like, three. why have Thanksgiving dinner when you can just go play something? Well, when most, like, more, more and more families are doing early day yeah, Thanksgiving because a lot of people work retail and more places are open at like 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, which sucks for ridiculous. them. And is ridiculous. But. Now more people are playing on Thanksgiving night too, so that's coming up. Uh, I know that for my where I work, Christmas, uh, Christmas half of Christmas Eve, so afternoon onward through New Year's, we go back the third. We actually no the fourth, something like that. Four. It's the Monday after. Yeah, which is the fourth. Yep. So, like more and more places are getting more time. So I think it's more appropriate that we're actually doing this now as a preface. We're leading up to it that we're talking about three big games. Let's uh, go on and kick this off, though, with uh, Battlefront, I think, is the, the first big one. So, Anthony, so, how are you feeling? Yeah, so the other thing, like we had alluded to at the beginning of the cast, it's not been just the TV shows, it's been Battlefront 2. Yep. And um, this game is craziness. You, I mean, you guys know the hype campaign that went into oh this. Oh, my gosh, right. Along with the Star Wars Episode Seven release, this game is a huge blockbuster for not only just fans in general of star wars but i think fans for games because the first two battlefront games were so wildly popular yeah so i mean there are people who still play them yeah i actually booted up uh, uh battlefront 2, two right? on my yeah. xbox 360 last weekend because uh, i was just getting like so like, excited for the you game were on the hype train. yeah i was totally on the hype train and it was fun to go back but the thing the big the biggest difference between the original battlefronts and this one I think is honestly the amount of, yeah, detail, but also they wanted to go in for this realistic feel because let's be honest, Battlefront 2, like, man, that game was like cartoony, wonderful nonsense, but it was nonsense. Do it. Hero versus villains, just a bunch of like... 20 v 20 random assault mm. yeah oh my god oh my god that, that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah that's the, the most Isley yeah, assault that version of play. hero yep. versus villains hero versus it's nonsense villains. so and, and oh my god the hunt modes from battlefront 2 they were hilarious too but it we, sucked if you were ever the, oh my god ever, empire never won that one uh yeah yeah if you were empire against against the the little ewok people yeah the ewoks always won so it was impossible like it, yeah. because you yeah. can't see them in the bushes like, no oh my like, god no they can't and they just throw these like, like super powered rocks at you that prevent you from firing back at them yep it was fucking nonsense and so, then you take a spear to the chest and die yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yep. so with this one we've got your realistic approach to the star wars universe they wanted to go for authenticity and i'll grant them that they nail authenticity um everything sounds right everything feels like you're in a star wars everything battle. looks gorgeous oh my god it's probably yeah. the it, most beautiful game out right now i know that's exactly what i said when i loaded jesus. into the beta yeah like jesus i dropped Christ. in my first game of the beta i was like 
It's yeah. so beautiful. It's so wonderful. It really is. And the score is very... I, one thing I authentic. have to give them credit for is not only authentic, but man, the score and the cues for when the score starts playing are excellent. They have the right idea for when a, you need to hear the Imperial March or when you need to hear the New Hope song or the metal uh, theme from uh, episode four. And they did a really, really good job at cueing them in. You feel like you're in the battle. You feel like you're in the movies. But if you take away that rose-colored tint from your glasses and look at the honest gameplay of what you have there and the modes and the lack of worlds, because that's one big, huge thing for Star Wars. There's only four worlds. So that means there's only four map variations for different modes, I guess. Yeah. Um, you don't have much like the single player that you can do split screen is fun, but it's nothing more than just a side distraction from the core of what is there, which is a multiplayer battlefield shooter. It's just, it's the truth. It doesn't feel like battlefield, fortunately, but it is, it plays just like a battlefield game, um, in its core and the modes to me are largely unsuccessful. There are three core modes that I think everyone will really enjoy, and the rest of them might have middling degrees of success based on what you enjoy, like enjoy as capture game modes. Like yep. job job zones, great with a small team every once in a while, but you're not going to want to play that. You want the big crazy action, and uh, you know Walker Assault is great, but still is a little broken occasionally. Um, hero versus villains, the or hero hunt mode, I should say in particular. That mm. mode is nonsense, and I hate it. Honestly, it's what so it? random in its success rate. It's called hero hunt. Isn't it? It's yeah, it's a team of I want to say something. six to ten people, yeah. and one person will be the hero or the villain, and it switches based on whoever killed Who, that person. The, yeah, last. the person that kills. But a beca- villain yeah, or hero. but because the heroes are so broken and. Real quickly, I'll take two seconds to yeah. tell you which ones they are. Heroes, you got Luke, Leia, Han. Yep. Villains, you got Emperor, uh, Vader. Darth Vader, and Boba Fett. Yep. Boba Fett is the best villain unit in the game by far and might even most be the best unit in the game. Yeah, it's most versatile. If you have someone who knows how to play Boba Fett, runs out there, the homing rocket combined mm-hmm. with the jetpack, flamethrower when you need two seconds to reload your jetpack again, Go back up and there, and with his blaster, blaster, it's headshot, yeah. headshot, headshot, two-second kills. You can get 30, if you're good with him, in one playthrough of Boba Fett. 30 kills out of a 50-kill game. So it's whoever gets Boba Fett wins. wins. Yep. It's okay. really nonsense. It's yeah, nonsense. I, was, I can I see, I can see that so broken. Much. Yeah, it's a broken game type completely. I was, uh, just to take this aside for a sec, is that I was reading up on a few different reviews from other sites just Mm -hmm. out of curiosity as well. And one that stuck out to me is that Battlefront is by no means a bad game. It's It's, just it's it's almost too casual. It's it's so casual. And the the problem is, too, I think this is a great proof of concept for Star Wars games going forward in the sense that we want to achieve our fantasy, but be in that world. Yeah, this puts you in the world. But it doesn't really give you the full fantasy because you don't no. have a story or anything to go off of. You feel like you're randomly in the chaos, but you don't it's feel like you have simulator. any impact. It's really literally yeah. a simulator. It, it is so so much a simulator, so, and that's great. We can have that, yeah. but we can have our story too, and that's why I'm excited for future Star Wars games. Visceral 
And I'm I'm Special. stoked to to find out what the DLCs may entail because Ooh, who was to say what I might can talk come. about that too. Yeah, I know. I mean, we know what the the first one is, but do we know anything beyond? So Jakku is a free piece of DLC for everyone to get. Doesn't matter if you pre-ordered the game or not. However, if you did, you get a week early access. Yeah. Um, that will be December eighth. Mm-hmm. Now, aside from Jakku, which is just another planet location, that's really what it is. No new modes or anything. The Season Pass has now been revealed to detail that there will be more hero classes, okay. uh, 20-odd new vehicles and uh, weapon customization things mm-hmm. um, and other that, other that stuff. Star cards by extension as well. More yeah. of them are included. Um, and new modes. Okay. Now, it is vague enough to say there are new gameplay modes, but it doesn't specify if those are just modes, like you got a new version of Droid Run or something like that, or... If it's a location, you're playing on Hoth or you're playing on Endor. Yeah. We don't know if they're going to actually do any more planets. So then we're stuck with five planets and then more game modes in a game that's already being criticized for the fact that their game modes are bloated and don't have any like impact. Substance. Substance. It really is style over substance. Conquest is really like one that was a giant deal breaker for me. Oh my God. Because I love jumping into that and running an entire gambit and yeah. you choose if you wanted to do the original trilogy or the new one and yeah in theory this modern one that's going to be coming up mm-hmm. they could even release that after the film comes out you know that, that way it sets it up properly well and that's why it's i think it's vague enough because maybe they start include hero units or weapons yeah, from I mean, the force awakens I guarantee we're going to wind up seeing finn and and uh, i yeah i yeah, have a feeling Kylo. that that will happen too but that's like, why i'm also like I just wish there would be more clarification, even though I know that they can't for those certain reasons. I want space battles. Space battles would be great. And that's another thing. We don't know if those modes mean that we're going to be playing in space Mm -hmm. battles or something that they could add on. I highly recommend anyone that does pick up this game to not pre-order the Battlefront season pass until until we have some idea of what's going on, which will happen after the movie launches, I bet. Yeah, they'll probably make the official statements after the film comes out. Um. I'd have to second that because that was something that you and I discussed about uh, Arkham Knight, for instance. Was yeah, we had a great discussion on. on I matches. held off, and he he bought the season pass ahead of time, and he's had a kind of meh feeling Middling, towards it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna wind up buying it all at once, the forty dollars, and get all that content at one time, and feel like I'm getting more than my dollars worth at that point. Right. So. I would say this is the same case with the Star Wars game. We have to wait and see what what it is to make a final say. And more importantly, you know, if it's one of those things where it's like it really is, you know, very bare bones and what actually gets put out, you know, it's it's if it's just like star card nonsense and stuff like that, I'm not going to care too much. But if it's new planets, new locations and like cool new modes, a.k.a. your your space battles or or your galactic galactic conquest. Yep. That is going to be the biggest, the two different selling points. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I'd love I agree. that. I agree. So, so, Battlefront's fun. You can wait on it if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, next up, we've got Fallout Four, which, uh, yeah, that, that one's been interesting. So when we had that long discussion back in <laughs> what was that, like July or something? It was sometime right after the announcement happened, where we talked about yeah. Fallout Three experiences and all that stuff. Well, and hype. And hype uh, and New Vegas and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you all, I mean, you know, Marcus doesn't know, but my experience with Fallout 3 was very... You didn't like it. Bad. I hated <laughs> it, too. He walked out of there and he's fair. like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Literally, <laughs> I, I got through the entire first vault, exited, got to the first town, spoke to maybe two people, and then yeah. never touched the game Yeah, I never touched it again. Yeah. Uh, what was that? The, the one with the bomb in the middle? 
Megaton. Megaton. Yeah, yeah, Megaton. I, yeah, you get to Megaton. Yeah, and, yeah, you and give up. I got there. I talked to a couple of people, and I was like, okay. I walked out. I got killed by a giant fire ant, and I quit. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> do that much. I got to the town, talked to like two people, and quit. See that game for so, me. And we, we've discussed this. Yeah, yeah, you had a really positive experience because you didn't do well. You just left and went. I played it as anarchistic yep. and as ridiculous nonsense as I could, and that's how I really got something oh, yeah, out of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, what so, kind of a game is Fallout Four? Fallout Four is a game that you'll spend an hour and a half uh, in the entire prologue. That's it. Uh, so with prologue, you wind up, and that's including cr- character creation, which their face creator is really good it's it's cool it is it's one of those kind of ones where you just have like a little cursor that floats around the screen and you just sort of grab and then just nick your directions in different ways and can morph the face however you want so literally it's 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 almost statistically impossible to have two people look exactly the same yes that is really awesome unless you were to do like the default preset every time yeah which i know like andrew made his default preset just he just threw a heavy beard on the guy and was like i'm going because he was so excited and for me i was like no i'm spending like an i spent about an hour total so I should say, like, the average playthrough will probably be an hour and a half through the prologue and stuff, but I, mine was, like, two and a half because I spent so long just sculpting the face to make it, like, pleasable to me. Well, I know in Hell and Inquisition, oh, I yeah. haven't played so much of that game, but most of my time spent has been in that character Well, creation. I was so happy when I got the, uh, the black and poor in that game because it allowed you to go back and readjust your face oh, to make really it more good. pleasing, too. Yeah. But uh, with this one, what's cool is, uh, so, you know, you go through the first vault area. I won't spoil that because the prologue is intense and really cool oh it actually is good it's fantastic and when it's scripted you said at that times and stuff. i thought it would be like one of those things that weren't good for you because you hated the prologue no, of, like of, yeah that, the, the reason why I, like i was saying because it's, it's short and concise you have an hour and a half so versus the like three hours that was fallout 3's prologue um in this case the, it sets you up first in pre-war uh it's a cool idea boston essentially yeah. Um, you're in your house and you're kind of just looking around at stuff. You have your little robot. It shows that you're kind of living in that like 1950s world of the future kind of world. Okay. Um, you know, you see your, your wife or vice versa, your husband, if you're playing the female character and your child and your child's just an, like an infant. And so then um, you're going through your morning, just ritual. And that's kind of how the character creation actually sets itself up is as your morning ritual. You're setting your, your face sculpting is actually you getting ready in the morning. But, uh, then you get talked to you by a that's representative weird. from Vault Tech for a quick second, and that's how like he's filling out forms for you to be entered into the vault if something were to go down, and that's how they do your attributes. That's how you do your attribute selection, your names changing, all that stuff. That's, that's cool. That's a smart way of doing yeah. it. Yeah, you get a nice Tied little dialogue, the, and apparently nice I haven't little... gotten there yet, but you can meet that same guy from the Vault Tech after the 200 years has passed because you, like, you can find him in a town later as like uh, a mutant of some kind. Oh really? And that's how he survived the 200 years was becoming uh, disfigured and how the hell did you survive? So that's what I was getting at. So <laughs> immediately after you finish this, you know, like one or two minutes goes by, you're looking around your house still, you're picking up like a comic book or whatever and just checking stuff out. Raid alarm goes off and everyone has to book it to the vault, which is just up on the hill from where you live. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the commercials. Yeah. So then you get up there and you go to get taken down. Um, well, as you know from the Fallout lore, each vault is actually running its own private experiment in a way. Like they're all parts of Vault Tech, but like yeah, each given it was a revealed experiment. in the Fallout Three. Yeah. yeah. So One Eleven, the one that you're in, is one where they're testing cryotech. They freeze everyone. They just straight up freeze everybody. Um, there is nice. a profound moment partway through the freezing process that sets up your desire. Essentially, mm-hmm. 
it's one that'll make you kind of say what the fuck like very much like a holy shit that what the hell oh like it's a really morally and ethically compromising kind of question from the angle of you are stuck as a witness oh to events that are out of your hand right and then your quest is to find someone like i'll I'll say that much you're you're trying to find your son because they were taken i won't say the other part that happens because that is the holy shit moment but yeah so that's like your premise so in all reality, you don't you get refrozen immediately after, and so the the big part is there's two mysteries: where did my son go, and how long has it been between when he was taken and when I woke back up. Which is great because then it allows you, as a new person mm-hmm. coming into the franchise, to also learn about the world. world yeah, world it's world. you know I can't help That's but relate cool. a little bit to it just because of the fact You're that new. I'm having a kid soon and like I can easily relate Aww. to what is going on. Um, <laughs> but you came and took my baby. <laughs> kind of yeah, up shit. it is. But uh, you wind up going out into the world, and you obviously first encounter your old town again. Mm. You find your old robot that was in your... Codsworth. Mr. Yeah, Handy. Codsworth. Yeah, he has a Mr. Handy. Uh, he can be one of your followers. You wind up finding a dog not too long. I broke the game immediately after that. I uh, I went and took the dog in and, and did the glitch to get the cryolator way oh earlier God. than I should have. Yeah, he, uh, he told me about this glitch uh, yesterday. Yep. It was so funny. I'm like, this makes sense for Fallout. Yeah, it's absolutely a Fallout thing. But basically, yeah. like you can, you, what's cool is with the dog specifically as one of your followers, you talk to him and then you get a list of options to, that you can do. One thing is search. You select search and then you can select item, enemy, something else, something else. And I forget what the other two are. But mm-hmm. um, if you select item, he'll just, he has, it, we've, you know, the internet has kind of decided he's probably got a radius. And if an item is just in that radius, that's what he's going to. Okay. So what's funny is like, you know how the highlight menu works? The way that like it'll highlight with like lime green versus like a forest green when it's an option that you're supposed to be able to select. Right. That's Well, you can still select the, select the forest green options, even though they're supposed to be faded out. So like you go, you just you go to the vault door. You try to get down there, and you basically just have to keep repeating that until one of the times it loads the dog into the vault with you, and then you walk over to where the cryolator is, and you just stand near it, and you just talk to the dog, and you go search item, and then you'll just see the dog walk over, climb up, and then he'll just pick the cryolator off the floor. Like it's this weird animation because it's clearly not supposed to work, but he does, and he just gives it to you, and then he Hilarious. has two hundred ammo on him. You just have to take off of him. That's for the cryolator. Speaking of guns, yes. how does all that gunplay feel in this one? So, so far the gunplay has felt really solid. It, you know, I, it's hard to say too. I forgot to mention this yesterday when we were talking about it. But the two main skill sets that I pushed into first and foremost uh, were per, uh, perception, and um, what was the other one I did? Uh, intellect, because intellect, you know, the wording on it made me feel like you might be able to get later more than one uh, additional experience point for every time you level up, because the wording on it is a little funky. Right, right. Um, so far, it hasn't proven fruitful because I have maxed out my intellect and I'm not getting two points per level. But we'll see what happens. That might be an upgrade later. But um, yeah, so I, I maxed out intellect and I maxed out perception. Perception also dictates your accuracy with weapons. So. It's also hard for me to say that that's solely reliant on that because I did peek mine out pretty quick. Right. And this is a game where your attributes will affect your accuracy and damage. Yeah. So one of the next things I'm going to wind up upgrading probably will be the sniper sub perk thing because it reduces the amount of sway and allows you to hold your breath longer while a sniper. And the snipers are just so overpowered in that game. (laughs) They work so well to just 
you basically like go, oh, there's my target like way over there. All right, just yes. pull this out. Let me just take care of like four or five of the guys before I even get there. Got, and they won't even two know times zoom got four times zoom got 46 times zoom <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens though because the upgrades are slowly trickling in i did um, find a random weird sword that was really cool does 50 oh my god Kung, uh what some general, general chow's revenge or something yep. like that yeah nonsense um, it looks like it's straight out of skyrim i'm sure it's a reference see, to skyrim and i i took a look at it i thought it was it was straight out of uh crouching tiger hidden dragon it looked oh, like it's, the green it's like that for sure but yeah. uh there's you would know this better than I. Asian swords in, in uh, Skyrim. I've seen them before in Oblivion, but that's basically what this is. It's a oh, serrated... the Akaviri katanas. Yeah, they're similar to that in a way, but these are uh, more like the Chinese style that are just straight blades, and they have the blading on both sides, but they're super like flexible, and you always see them right. in like uh, Limitless and Crouching Tiger and all those movies. But that one's probably more. It probably is it. What color is the blade? It's kind of like a faded gold. Yeah, so that, that's. Sounds to me like it's paying homage to the uh, the ebony blade from mm -hmm. from Skyrim. There you go. Which is a pretty like it's a katana looking thing, but it's a it's a daedric weapon. Yeah, cool. this one's uh yeah, it's definitely got the Chinese kind of art to it. It's it, but the the movement and control of it is obviously just ported from the Skyrim engine, so it's just the same like left trigger to block and swing away. But so the gameplay fun is functional and it feels good. Yeah, yeah. That so, said, with the caveat that you've maxed out your perception and it feels right. uh yeah i'm either on the last or second to last part of the perception so i'm sure that plays a smaller role but it even when it was lower it didn't feel like okay it hurt me the way that it did when it was like fallout 3 and you're aiming and, and oh my god oh, i had to use that complete all miss the time. how yeah. the hell did i miss yeah yeah and the vats feel a little bit less accurate now too which in a way could be good yeah, yeah. it's a little bit more of a balancing thing it okay. definitely feels like if you set up one vet, it seems like that's always going to hit. But if you set up all three at once or however much for your AP that you mm -hmm. have at that time, the subsequent ones are less likely to hit. Okay. That's how it's felt so far. Um, yeah, it's it's just, it's felt pretty solid, though. Um, you know, I'm going through finding the mystery. It'd be really cool. And, of Build course, the, just the meandering shit that you'd find. Like, you just go, oh, look at town. See, Oh, there's a shit ton of raiders. Well, yeah. they're all going to die today. And that's what I loved in Fallout 3. Like, you could just, you found the most random people mm -hmm. in the most random places in that yep. wasteland if you had the time to look. Absolutely. The other thing that's kind of funny about it is the new settlement system. Um, yeah, how you, is that? So it's sort of like Sims. Sort of like Sims. That's the easiest way I can kind of... That's what, that's what my brother was saying. He was saying he spent like three hours yep. just building his house. E easily. Um, <laughs> so... Like for your first settlement is your old hometown. Um, you find a bunch of people like not far into the game, and they're like, "We're trying to find, you know, literally trying to find sanctuary." It happens to be that your town is called Sanctuary, and so then like you go there with them, uh, protecting them. After you, shit, in that when you find them, the first thing you do is you get a power armor and you fight a deathclaw. Like it's scripted. You're always gonna encounter those two things immediately after that. They don't waste time making you feel like you have to grind out to find these things. They're just like, here's the cool stuff right away. Like, I would, I would, why you want it. Yeah, yeah. this I, is I would, why you need to play this game. I would, I would like to, to, to make a side note here. I was on iPhone the other day, and I saw this this post, and it shows uh, it's uh, left side is the beginning of the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, right I, side is I the end of the game. One, I think. Yeah, and like, 
the beginning of the game, you know, you, you have dog. your like little broken gun and then you're fighting a radiator. And then the next one, you're like this ar- yeah. ar- armor suit, just like yeah. choking out the guy. And like the next one's like ants and stuff like that. You're like, oh God, run. And then the other one, he's just sitting there like just mowing them down. Mm-hmm. And then it comes the death claws. And on the left side, it shows, you know, you're just running away. And on the right side, it still shows you running away. As in the suit. Cause, <laughs> well, and I encountered one yesterday just in the wild. Like I was doing a mission and, and, you know, following the dog, trying to find the guy that took your son at that point and right into a, a death claw. But I also found like not more than 50 meters, maybe most from the death claw, another suit of power armor with four power cells already in it. And I was just like, Pfft. so this is how you fight these things. It okay. so far feels like that. I can't say for certain because a lot of the stuff is randomized beyond script like there's You've certain things that are def- really lucky i want to say that's probably what's happened but mm. i also could it could be scripted that way who knows like that's the thing is i know that first one is because obviously everyone's had to go through that spot but who knows if people have followed me in that same path and found the same set of things so interesting yeah it's kind of like a mixed bag of the two things the other thing is that you want to pick up everything now like in other games it was just because you could sell it off or break it down for something and then use it for upgrades well now to build your towns, to build your settlements, you need those things. So, like, you'll pick, I pick up everything of every piece of duct tape and <laughs> glue I find because I need a th- adhesive to make weapons, armor, and things for around these neighborhoods that can I'm you, setting up. Can you have like areas where you can stash those things after you've gone back to the settlement? Um, sort of like everything will stay where it's at. Every body, every, every item will stay exactly where it was no matter what. There's no decay. Decay on the world so you don't have to worry about like fast traveling away to drop a bunch of that stuff off at the settlement to come back and have it all be gone it's all still going to be there exactly where you left it yeah because that's the one thing that i always have to keep a monitor of especially mm-hmm. when i was playing inventory Fallout space 3. inventory space and weight because that is a stress having the ability I'm to now not finding move i fastly need to put more into that because of the carrier capacity like, i was like actually 50 it's, it's funny you say because like i did the same no. thing in in skyrim but before the two updates uh dawn guard and yeah uh, well there's actually three because then there's yeah. hearthstone and then yeah yeah or hearth hearth something hearth fire something like that yeah yeah and then there's you know obviously the dragon board but uh yeah i before that before that update um, your companion had unlimited weight capacity. <laughs> so yeah, that's lucky because the companions in this have capacities, and so like yeah. My, well, after the update, they did too. <laughs> my Codsworth is maxed out right now. My dog is now maxed out. I have like three more companions that I have access to, but they're probably going to wind up being maxed out soon. Like yeah, I mean companions like, are there for damage. I'm, I one of these days I'm going to have to go by the store and I'll just bring you with me and just sell everything. Yeah, or, companions aren't there for damage. They are literally mules. <laughs> mules. Uh, it is interesting to see them because like I'm working with one that's a. Uh, private eye right now um and a synth so he's part robot um he's a prototype or former prototype or something like that but uh we went into the the place the that's full of synths that supposedly has the big bad guy that took my son or whatever in the game yeah the boston tech place it's not there but that is mentioned consistently the place that i'm at is just some rundown place i think it's an old sheriff station that he's taken over and has loaded up with synths but uh we entered and I did not see my, my my companion anymore after that we entered. But I kept hearing bits of dialogue from him and synths talking to him. And I'm just like, did he just sprint in past everything and just start? To, and sure enough, that's what he did. He just ran right in past everything and just started shooting everything from the back. And I was like, I finally found him near the end. And I was like, what the heck? Like, you seriously just did like, 
the AI is so ridiculous sometimes. So, you know, it was weird, but it's more fallouty kind of behaviors. Um, okay, so I have a question. Can you kill it. your companions? Because that was a no, really can big them. problem I ran into in Skyrim. You can heavily damage them. I would just fusro da, like the person, right as I was about to do it, like I'd be like, fusro, and then the guy would go down on one knee. Whenever your character in Skyrim goes down on one knee, you were the only person who can kill them. Mm-hmm. So if you leave them, they'll get up, they'll heal. But if you do damage to them, they die. See, I have a and problem you have with to the, carry other shit. With <laughs> most of the companions, I've like they tend to love to be standing as much next to the enemy as possible. And yesterday I was messing around with Molotovs like crazy. <laughs> so of course, like you just huck it in. Your your companion and all the enemies take all that damage. The dog kept going down. I was never experiencing a single moment where they would die. They would okay. just go down. And if I got close to them, I could either give them a stim pack and heal them up immediately or just wait for all the enemies to be downed and then they would just stand up on their own and move on. So that's kind of how I've encountered this before. I've not messed I've not attempted it yet. I'll probably quick save and try it one of these days. I'm just I'm just curious because yeah. that was a huge problem for me in Skyrim. Well, and luckily like the dog luckily, you know, is at dog height. Most of your enemies are walking. You can yeah. pretty well easily avoid hitting them. I can't tell you how many times I've killed Farkas. <laughs> But yeah, so far it's been a really fun game. Um, so you've enjoyed it. It's it's a yes. good experience. It it doesn't make you sit down and tell you this is how you do this. It just says good. come in and mess around. And, so, and if you encounter something you don't know, there's help menus. So you're you're having the same effect as I did with the Phantom Pain, where it's like yeah. there's so many different ways to do what you want to do. Just Absolutely. Do it. Me and me yeah. and Andrew were talking about it last week a little bit of how like. He had tried an encounter where there was raiders down at a base, and basically, like, he had first tried running in guns blazing. That didn't work. So he ste- he took it back. He quick saved again. He sniped everyone and then tried killing their boss guy who was in power armor and failed and did that, like, two more times before realizing he just sniped everyone, then quick save, and then go down, and he tried pickpocketing the guy. He failed on that. So then he tried going down again and laying a bunch of mines behind him and letting him just sort of be like that move where you kind of just poke your head and like over here and then they come running around the corner just death well he tried that it didn't work and so like he was just stuck doing this part for like two hours of just continuously retrying to find a better and better tactic yeah so it's very much a lot of that so far i have not encountered a single problem during main combat apart from blind side attacks like walking somewhere and then suddenly i got mini nuked and i was like how the f- when who <laughs> what oh, okay i was just <laughs> here so um, like that's the weirdest thing that's like, happened to me yet okay um the only the only other thing that i was curious on what you think about yeah. it is something i've heard from a lot of people online um the dialogue system is it good or is it bad what do you think it's mass effect it's ma- do you, and you like that it's fine with me like it it, okay. it it has a single word descriptor for the the intent behind it and if it's highlighted in yellow it's a it's a persuasion situation and more often than not it's for money and most characters you're talking to will not necessarily take it that well okay does it make sense for what you're doing because i know the thing that that people were saying was the problem was that it wasn't descriptive enough to know if you were saying something that was gonna i think people are awfully dense (laughs) people are idiots okay (laughs) they're just really dense because like honestly like you're looking at those things and you see like do you want to come with us? And you see something like, yes. And then he says something instead of like, yeah, yeah I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. And he'll say like a full sentence that's summarized by the word yes. Or maybe. And like, he'll just say like, yeah, maybe later. Okay, you it's, got, 
Yeah, it's pretty much very... less than that in, in Mass Effect. I mean, they were, they yeah. were just, you know, a, a wheel. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, that, you that's what I'm saying. They have that yeah. here, too. I was just saying, in mm. Mass Effect, it clearly says, Paragon, Renegade, these are bad, Yeah, you have those. You don't really do have you... that as much, but you okay. do have... But it's still, like, if you have a logic and an understanding of what's going on, you can tell what's good and what's bad. Exactly. You can tell... Okay. The big thing that's is, what is some people were complaining about. How the frame of the conversation begins often sets up what how your character will respond using the simple answer. Okay. So, like, if, if a character comes up to you and is like, who are you? What are you doing here? And you're just like... If you see anything, there's, like... There's literally one that says sarcasm, for instance. If you don't know that saying that will send that character that just authoritatively asked you what you're doing there... Yeah into a rage into a, an angry response you're too dense for this game okay no good to know because i that's yeah. just what i was hearing so it's oh yeah well like when i saw that stuff too real. i was like really like you feel the need to see the full response because you have no idea and you have, you can't frame an idea around the concepts of okay. this writing style like at all so so pick up the game absolutely um yeah it will be a lot of hours people are saying it's smaller than other games that bethesda has touched on uh, but, I mean, those are people that probably haven't slept the entire week well, since release. You and know, week and not, a half. not only that, but, like, what do you mean by small? Because exactly. I, think, I think if you have something that's less, quote-unquote, area-space, but more compact in what's going on and what I you're doing, like, uh, I feel like, I mean, better. you're looking at essentially Boston, and so, like, what's kind of funny is, like, it's just, I'll say it's a rectangle for the okay. sake of simplicity. There's obviously well, landmass that cuts it out. Rectangle. Yeah. But in this case, uh, like an arcing edge from the bottom left corner to like mid top right is just woodland. And then the rest is mostly like cityscapes and towns. So everything's pretty well congested to those areas. You just have, you know, meandering small rolling hills in between a I'm, large amount I'm totally of stuff. fine with that because one of my Me biggest too. problems with Fallout 3 was that it was just like it was a lot of nothing for a while. And then you come across an area that's got some good yeah. stuff in it. And this has, you know... You pretty much can always see something to go to. Cool. Even when you're just like out in the middle of a field, you just look around and you just go, oh, hey, I'm gonna head that way. Like it's that easy. It's, it's visual distance, stuff like that. What's cool is like, you know, the biggest city is in the middle of uh, Fenway Park. So that's actually kind of awesome. They call it Diamond City, which uh, I was like, that is too many puns in one name. I love it though. Absolutely. Um, it's like a shanty town, though, built on the field. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, one of the quests you actually have to take on, or that you can take on, is you have to go into a hardware store and find more more paint for the green wall. Mm -hmm. You get bonus points if you actually get the cans of blue and yellow and mix them before you go back. That's great. So, like, that's just one of the funny things that you can do with the game is just stupid shit like that. But it's, you know, it's fun. So pick so, it up. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really fun. You know, at about 18 hours, I'm still barely touching the surface. So, like, yeah, so it's like a gamer's game. You got to go play that now. Don't wait on it. Yeah, I mean, I would put it in the same category as The Witcher in terms of length, just because if you really do want to explore the game, you're going to spend that much time. So, if, you know, gauge your time, obviously, because we're looking at the holidays. But if you're facing a few days where you're not, you don't have any responsibilities you have to uphold, this is probably the game to binge on that time period. I'll look into it. Yep. Blops. Uh, Blops. Blops 3. I'm only going to touch a little bit on it. Um, I didn't get to play much of the campaign. Uh, online multiplayer is just what you'd expect from another Black Ops yeah, game. Yeah, I've heard it's... 
when it's not laggy, it's the best that the entire Call of Duty franchise has put so out. there's so much lag. Yeah, their net, really? their net code is not there yet. Wait oh, for a few updates, probably, for okay. that. Yeah, Because so. that's one of been the best thing about Battlefront is, for me, I've experienced great Yeah, they've net. been solid. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, Black They stress Ops, test pretty well for that one. Yeah, Black but, uh, Ops, I suspect, we'll see something in January, probably. They'll fix that. As soon as they fix it, it'll be, you know, just as... Just, just, all the other the, Black Ops have been. You know, yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, the weapons in this in this one are, are pretty cool. Um, you yeah. know, you're getting it's basically wash, rinse, repeat. You know, you're gonna get this gun that does this. You know, it shoots this it's fast or this Call fast. Call of Duty this game fast. still. Nothing yeah, at really its core, it's changed. the same. But uh, it is, I guess. Preface. You touched. You just said you didn't touch much of the campaign stuff. At all I didn't yet. get to touch much of it now. Okay. Um, just from what I've heard, because I've spoken to several people as well on this game, is that. Uh, to unlock Nightmare Mode, you have to beat the campaign. That's one thing that you have to do to unlock that mode, which is a first in the series. Actually, have to force you to play the story to unlock another facet of the game. Oh, False. Okay. Um, well, it were. Was well, also Treyarch. You had to beat the game before you could. Well, get still, zombies. it's it's been the precedent <laughs> since they've uh, split into multiple series at once. Yeah, once they. Yeah. It actually, it was after World at War, because mm-hmm. uh, that was Call of Duty Five. Yeah. Um, but then. Uh, I've also heard, just for funsies, there's multiple arcade games in the main lobby room. You know how there was always just, like, one per game? Now there's, like, four in that there. That seems to be the new fad of games is, is hey, you have a game, and then you that's have some have, games to play in that's your That's what I forgot to say is actually Fallout 4 actually has, like, 20 Easter egg remixes of a classic arcade games. Like, the first one you find is in Vault 111, and it's uh, the original Donkey Kong, the one yeah, where it's the scaffold. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that's they cool. call it the Red Scare. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, um, the thing that I did get to spend a lot of time on though is zombies. Um, you like zombies? Oh, dude! Is it, is it this 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 new one? It's it's so hard. Oh, okay. Um, you know, so I heard it was also a little bit more casual in a way too because you couldn't get. It's easier to get higher in the numbers of waves. No, no, false. Okay, okay. So basically, um, in Black Ops 2, they initiated some some weird processes to get to the Pack-a-Punch machine. Uh, this one yeah, is no different. You have to uh, transform yourself into this ghoul monster, which can then see through certain types of walls, which you then, you know, shoot electricity out of your hands. Um, and okay. by hands, I mean tentacles. Um, you, <laughs> <laughs> you okay. also have a grappling tentacle so that you can reach up to higher places, but you get like 45 seconds, maybe, in this form, right? And you got to run around yeah. and do all these things, and you only get one of those transformations around, okay? okay? And, in the, and in some of the rounds, uh, you get these... I don't know if you guys ever played the, the corn maze one, like the Western one from the last... I don't think I did uh, that one. But anyway, there were these, like, witches things, you know, and mm-hmm. they would kind of, like, float after you, and they would siphon off your points. And okay. once they got through your points, they'd kill you. Okay. Um, yeah. oh, they have, yeah, they have these red ones now that just straight up shoot fireballs at you. I mean, just okay. fireball, fireball, fireball. And they spawn it like six at a time, like all in the same spot. So then you get six fireballs firing at you. If you don't have jug, you are dead. Mm. <laughs> okay. But yeah, you have to go through all these convoluted rituals and stuff like that. If you don't look it up, you are never going to know. Yeah. It this, doesn't tell you what to do. Is this a fun experience? Because the way you're kind of pitching it, I'm not getting the fun <laughs> out of it. I'm, I'm seeing I mean, no, something annoying. you said last week that caught me that was actually positive was that you can go back to the pack punch uh, machine yes. multiple times. Once you once you get through this convoluted issue, 
once you get through it, you can pack a bunch of weapons, 5,000 like it used to be, but now you can repack a bunch of for 2,500 and they get special perks. So this is why once you get to that point, you can get ridiculously far because like I got the Gorgon, right? Mm-hmm. So the Gorgon is a heavy machine gun, you know, yep. um, that has a decent rate of fire, but it has 50 rounds in a clip and like 150 rounds reserve ammo. So okay. it's completely useless until you pack a bunch of it. Because then it has a hundred rounds in a clip mm. and five hundred yeah, reserve yeah, yeah. ammo. Okay, yep. okay, and that's when it becomes Athena's spear. Well, I repack a punch it because I walked over the pack a punch machine. I was like, wait, repack a punch? What? So I put it back in the machine for twenty five hundred points, mm-hmm. and it comes back out with turned. I was like, what the hell is turned? I shot a zombie. He turned green, turned around, and started murdering the other zombies. Mm. So you got a machine gun that can that can turn other zombies to my cause. So you just. Here's four people. Okay, here we go. You can only have one at a time, okay. and it's random. Okay. Um, but there's also a blazing furnace or burning furnace, whatever. The blazing zom- inferno. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. Yeah. you Fire. shoot you shoot one zombie, and that zombie just goes, and in a line behind him. It just ca- catches the next one on fire. Blows it's fire, him fire, up. fire, fire, fire. It's yeah. fire, fire. That's crazy. Uh, there's another one yeah. that's called Thunderwall that goes horizontal. If there are any zombies, like you kill one at random, if there are any zombies coming across that wall, they all die. Hmm. Uh, there's firework, which randomly will just okay. make one just start spewing so it's fireworks. It's and grindy until you, and then it opens. It just opens it's, up. Yeah, it literally opens up. And the best okay. part is, is you can get any of those perks on any gun, except cool. for the ray gun, which they actually upgraded. So it's actually a lot better now. Uh, is it. Is it worth going through all of the rituals, all that insanity to get to that point? Is it is it worth it from if you like have, a fun level? If you have a good team, like 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 I eventually got, yes, because but what, specifically with that team, because otherwise it's going to be well. Little. If you if you're playing with Randy's anyway, you know it's it's often difficult to communicate. Do they have a mic? Do they know what they're doing? Um, yeah. but if you get people who have played it, it's, it's the same thing with a raid. Like with my Xbox crew, we still have yet to actually make it all the way through the raid. Okay. But yeah, but so yeah, I actually get what you're talking about. Cause like, um, when you have a bunch of randoms or you're running two man or something through zombies, I remember it was so hard, especially like the one that was the bus stop stuff where you would just go around the map. Transit. Yep. Thank you. Um, and you get to a point where you're like, we need to drop one just so we can crawl, so we can just explore. Exactly. And if you're both with a bunch of randoms or you don't have enough people, sometimes you can get quickly overwhelmed or they'll sense. kill that guy and start the next round. You'll okay. be like, we were but exploring. Fuck you. Like, or or especially fun. in transit, you know, uh, the thing that they came out with that update is you had to have somebody with the crawler. So yeah. you could toss a grenade and it would blow off his feet. But there's somebody who has to kind of like run around the crawler. Yeah. Because yeah. if you get too far away from him, he despawns. Yeah. And then starts the next round. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But. Say you have somebody running around with a crawler and a Randy just runs by and he kills the crawler while your people are out in the cornfield mm-hmm. getting mauled by monkeys. Yep. You know? Yeah. And it's the same thing with this with this new one because uh, people's philosophy these days is, you know, make the rape train. You know, mm-hmm. run around in a giant circle, get them all following you and then turn around and mow them down when you have your uh, yep. machine gun ready. Yep. Um, great plan. Until you're playing with four people, in which case the rape train becomes... A bit of a problem because so the zombies spawn everything name for it i know i know yeah you just turn around and rip them all (laughs) you just literally blow off their heads direct train you know there's there's terms but it'll all lose the same thing but yeah so basically you you train them Mm -hmm. and they all come around well they spawn everywhere so you know if you're one person that's fine you know you can 
dodge around and get around and move and everything's fine. When you have multiple people, if two people get scared and run in opposite directions towards each other and they both have trains, right, both right. of those people yeah, are going to die. die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, so, I mean, that makes so, yeah, sense. It's run with people. In a right you know. team, it's fun. Yeah, if you're playing with your friends, it's it's amazing. You know, everybody it's gets to the box. Yeah, it, it, there's not one person who just spams the box, you know, right away, and then the next person gets, you know, the, the teddy bear of this one, which is like a squid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, What's I mean... the tentacles this year? I don't know. A lot yeah, of the, tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. But, yeah, so... Is it fun? Yes. Um, I do recommend getting the season's pass because you can go back and play Dereze. So this is one in the case where the season pass, you know what it's about. It's working well for you. Go get it. Yes, okay. absolutely. Because cool. like pass I said, you get Dereze, which is a previous map, which was actually one of the, the, the best ones yeah. ever. And even in the ratings, it's it's the most played map. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Transit was just too extensive. You had to go through all this was stupid there, yeah, stuff. Yeah, Dereze was the, the... Is that the movie theater? No, no. Dereze is the... like you, you spawn and you're at the Pack-A-Bunch machine, but you have to link the teleporters. Yeah, okay. So yep. it's... It's not too big, but it's not too small, and it has a lot of access points that you can choose to not open. Yeah, yeah. To, to for a time siphon to properly around. set okay. set yourself up for success. Right. Yeah. Um, and then once you link the teleporters, you get the pack punch machine, and where we hold up is right by one of the teleporters. That's so like there's mm-hmm. one on the left, one on the right, one in the front, and then here's pack punch machine. We stay at the one in the front. Mm-hmm. You know, we stay right there. We're up the stairs. You know, three people there with machine guns. The zombies aren't ever going to get to us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we made it to the, like round forty-seven. But nice. if you need to pack a punch, you just run down the stairs, mm-hmm. and you literally just run right through that room. You're at your spot. Grab it. And you can run right back. Mm-hmm. And if you need to, the other access point is up and around the stairs, and you just drop down. Yep. So, Dereez is a really good thing to get with the season pass. Um, I wholeheartedly recommend getting getting everything because. Pack a punching, like while it's gonna take you a little bit to get there. Um, if you know what you're doing, like making the crawler, and you have four people, you can get the pack a machine pretty early, and cool. you, you'll be fine throughout the rest of the game. Um, otherwise, you know it's gonna take you a little bit to to understand what you're doing because, like I said, you, you don't get to know. You have to look it up and read and watch videos it's and like whatnot. the old zombies yeah. stuff. Yeah, the old Easter egg kind of stuff. Okay, and, cool. But it's it is worth it once you get because all the other perks. The perks on top of it just make it so amazing. And right. just more of a fun, chaotic Yeah, because experience. you never know. Like, at one point, I had one bullet left, mm-hmm. and that bullet happened to be fireworks, and it saved my life. Nice. So. Um, yeah, just to kind of touch on, like, a couple other things that I've heard positive things about or negatives. Uh, have both been, uh, yeah, the, the multiplayer, when it's lag-free, it is the absolute best that Call of Duty has ever provided across their entire series. Um, I've heard meanderings receptions though, because it is that specialist system, which is kind of mirroring the halo four style of, of releasing the, the, the class styles and then a little bit of destiny style stuff in there too, because you're building up a meter that has one ability and two of the people of, or two of those specializations are straight ripoffs from destiny. You have a, a version of a Titan Smash, basically, where you just ram two spikes into the ground and it causes a shockwave. And then the other one is a self-res where he has a defib on him. And when your super's ready and you die, you can just defib yourself back up. Actually, that, that brings up another point that I forgot. In zombies, there's gumballs. Gumballs? There are gumball machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, these gumball machines give you certain perks. Like, instead of, like, whenever you go down, you automatically res. Oh, okay, um, okay. okay. Uh, but you pay 500 points and you get 
a random gumball uh, of your set. So you pick five ones that you or six gumballs that you could possibly get. And then it gives you a random one. And then you can collect them from a store. You find stuff whenever you open the box. Mm -hmm. But you can there's a store there that you can spend these things on. And it gives you uh, upgraded versions of those that will appear appear randomly throughout your drops. So like one of them gives you, uh, I think it's one of them is like an instant reload. Mm -hmm. Like if you have that, it it never runs out of ammo until you actually 100% run out of ammo. That's pretty cool. So So yeah, it sounds like they've remixed the game in a way that is more enjoyable. Um, Once that, once that net code gets solid, this will be, let me put it this way. We are all through, I mean, at least me and I know you are, are people who pick up Call of Duties very periodically. Yeah, and generally try to stay away from the series. I'll just say yeah. for me, um, advanced was bad. Advanced, wow, that was advanced was pretty that fucking terrible. Hurt me in my soul. Ghost was eh. missed that one. Fortunately, from what I heard, multiplayer was just normal. There wasn't really anything special about it. The story was very mad, but the the uh, the special mode, the extinction with with aliens, was actually really cool. Yeah, that I, loved, that I did enjoy. I loved um, that. Once one. you get into that, you know, it's really cool, and you have like certain bonuses for the rounds, and it's, and, and it's the same thing here with this this zombie mode too. The yeah. only difference is that zombies is endless, and extinction was round. Like you finish a level and you finish it in high entirely. Right, right. And then you um, unlock a new another. Oh, one. Okay. Um, yeah, so beyond that, though, uh, you know, some people are complaining that it's too much like Destiny or too much like Halo in those regards. But those, I think, are positive because at this point, yeah, all if you compare them franchises to... <laughs> are borrowing from each other. I was going to say Halo if... 5 now has a ground pound as mm-hmm. well as a shoulder charge. Like, yeah. That's straight off from Destiny. Everyone's yep. borrowing a little bit from what Destiny exactly. is doing. But yeah, if you're saying it's like Halo or it's like Destiny, honestly, I would take that as a compliment. These yeah. games are established franchises that are doing well and then you're like oh it's like this well if you make games similar across the board especially play styles it's the same thing makes it honestly easier to balance between franchises as a player that's what i'm saying it's like the same thing between oblivion and fallout 3 whenever it came out like Mm -hmm. the controls were exactly the same the only difference was in one you got guns i mean but yeah so that's where i've heard yeah i i'm curious just to tie all three of these games together and kind of the point for it do you think that Black Ops, you know, uh, whatever we're on mm-hmm. now, three, Black three. Ops 3, <laughs> Battlefront, uh, Fallout Fall 4, 4, did these games live up to the hype that was being generated for each one? Fallout 4, from what I've experienced so far, yes. Uh, Battlefront, you know, no. Battlefront, <laughs> I don't think lives up to the hype that it was generating, but I think for Not the... hype. Yeah. I think more of what Battlefront fulfills is the fantasy that the more general people feel the, the more diehards that love the old battlefront like the difficulty i would say like between the different pvp aspects of it felt higher in previous iterations than what i've heard and experienced myself too uh it's just a little bit more accessible to the masses and that's kind of also plus and minus at the it's same just time. it's so funny because if you're an experienced person in this game this yeah. is one of those games where you are going to be massively on the top i mm-hmm. average at about 30 or more kills every match i'm in yep Yep. Um, and then Black Ops actually, like, sure, there's some misgivings here and there, but I've heard, uh, generally speaking, that it is one of the best. I think for most people that are... For who it pe- works for. Yeah, well, I was going to say that this way. Uh, people who are annual purchasers of the Call of Duty franchise, they're the ones that I've heard kind of just the meh. And I think that's just normal series fatigue. 
for people like us that's you know we'll just pop in for once a game like every yeah i think, four I think the last one years. i played online was ghost so we yeah. had advanced warfare or no the last one i played online was with my brother it was advanced warfare we played a couple of games and the reason that one was terrible was the exosuit yeah this one replaces it with robotic arms but it's not nearly as jump dive you know jump jet move and yeah you don't have nearly as much of that stuff well, it's funny like Halo 5 borrows a lot of that, like, lateral mm -hmm. interesting movements, and it works for Halo 5. It does it seem just, to work on Halo 5. But the reason why it doesn't work, it didn't work for Advanced Warfare, is because they didn't they didn't make the game really cater to it, and the map design was awful in that game. Ugh. Yeah, it's like they saw the, the announcement of Titanfall the year before, and yeah. like, yep, we need that. That's exactly how Advanced <laughs> came out. Totally. But and the Black zombies Ops map in that one was still... I'm so happy I stayed away from advanced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'd say, I'd say like if you find any interest in these games, it would be valuable to pick them up. You know, Black, Black Ops will continue the usual Call of Duty tra uh, traditions at this point of the usual clan war stuff if you're into that sort of thing, um, which has been pretty cool. Some of the few times I've yeah. participated in those. Um, they will also, they supposedly have where it's the legacy stuff where, you know, because you've played previous ones and you have a, an account with uh, yep. Call of Duty or whatever dot com or whatever it is that you'll get free stuff in Black Ops, so that's pretty cool too. Um, Fallout, like I said, it's it's just gonna be a fun you know action RPG shooter. I would RPG say probably I'll probably pick it up within the next month. Yep, I would say in order, I would say get Fallout first. Yep, play that for a while. Get Black Ops that for a while and then get battlefront because hopefully by that time battlefront will have fixed some of its issues There's not, but it's the weird it's not thing really, it's, it's not it it's doesn't have DLC. issues it's the deal it's just it's that's... the core of what it is yeah the reason, so what i'm gonna what say with what great. you're saying is wait for those dlcs to be confirmed to see if you want to play that stuff and if you're still that's, interested, that's what i meant by it, issues is resolve those you know get, give us what we give us what we need to know before we actually invest the money well, yeah of course well that's but that's with both of them with black ops too i'd say you know hold off Free. for a little bit yeah well, well i meant black ops as well oh. T -O -O. Oh. <laughs> um Bloop. hold off for a little bit wait till uh the net code gets stable with that one i would say just wait a that's little why bit. i was saying yeah. get fallout 4 first um, absolutely spend some time with fallout and i'd say you wouldn't be you, you wouldn't be remiss for picking up battlefront it's just i know like for myself for instance i'm waiting till that dlc comes out and i know the announcement, I should say, not even wait for it. Oh, yeah, I I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting if they announce the season pass and they announce like good stuff for it. Man, mm. that community is gonna thrive well. Yes. but if they split the community, that game got dies dies yep, really yep, quickly. Absolutely. And I'm kind of on the fence with it because like I was excited, and the more that came out about it, the la the lack of the features that I was hoping for, I was just like, yeah, I just give me my damn care. space battles. Yeah. If you're a Star Wars fan, though, I'd still say yeah. immediately pick it up. If you're a Star Wars fan. Absolutely. That, that's the only caveat. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that's a solid way to think of this. If you're yeah, if you're loving on the Star Wars stuff and you're on the hype train, why, why don't you have Battlefront? <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you? Yeah. What are um, you doing with your life? If you're like us and you avoid most of the Call of Duties but periodically pick one up, this is one to get. This is one to get. Um, and then, yeah, Fallout 4 is just great. <laughs> so just get that one. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's right. that. Uh, we'll go and wrap this uh, without... That's not the right window. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have one right now. But anyways, uh, with you know, with that being said, uh, you guys can always go to our website, geekdomination.net. Uh, you can also go to our Facebook, our Twitter, which is at geekdomination. That's G33KDOMINATION. Uh, you know, geekdomination listeners at gmail.com is our email, and you can reach out to us there as well, and we'll respond to your 
queries or emails or comments or what have you. Yeah, shout out us. You know, give us uh, give us some topic ideas. Yeah, give us something too. to yeah, talk some, about. Yeah, throw something our way. And then uh, lastly, go to our YouTube. Anthony's been throwing up stuff like crazy over there for yeah. reviews and consistent stuff. reviews. Um, yep. I'm gonna start a new show idea. I'm probably gonna do a Facebook video for that to get everybody uh, interested. And yep, it'll yep. be good. Um, and then. You know, I put up a Zane's World this week that was me and Marcus discussing uh, Captain America Civil War and how it will reflect and, you know, share similarities or disparities with uh, the Civil War comic book, which will feature an article by the end of the month. I'm still working on that portion. I would still like to say that it is very informative. Listen, because I mm-hmm. went in like knowing nothing and I feel like I know enough, enough to check out the movie to with, check out the movie with sure. some predetermined notion. But yeah, guys, we'll talk to you later. Later. Right, see you next Bye. time.